0: Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic podcast number 570, March 2nd, 2021. It was 54 degrees was the high on this day, and that was back in 1923, and it was as chilly on March 2nd as 17 below in 1913. And now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop, here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. We forgot something yesterday. Kenny, we were what? hyped. We were hypothesizing that uh, based on the sudden and uh, fairly significant cancellation of Dr. Seuss, I was wondering, would uh, publishers now have uh, some sort of quota system that they'll be applying to their authors? Will John Camp have to uh, fill out a a list of of the uh, characters uh, so that they meet whatever guidelines his publisher might give them. Well, we forgot something, and Bob Halge, uh, no, Carl from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, uh, pointed out, Greetings to a man who always has his eye on the sky but has never seen a bleeping thing. <laughs> Joe, you hypothesized on yesterday's show that in the future, publishing houses will be required to have a quota system in place for works of fiction. If you recall... We should have recalled, if you recall last year, the Motion Picture Academy of America came up with exactly that. They published a set of rules for diversity and inclusivity that films would be required to meet in order to be eligible for an Academy Award nomination. Then he linked me to the article regarding those rules. Uh, As someone wrote in the comments section, an Oscar award would not be given to the best movie, but rather the most woke. It is unfortunate books and movies will not be allowed to be written based on a person's creativity, but rather changed and twisted and shaped into something completely different to meet the standards simply to see the light of day keep pushing back. I had forgotten all about that. The yeah, uh, motion that picture industry has that, has that guideline in place. So let's just get Dr. Seuss out of the way. Uh, his, he, do you realize he's the second highest earning dead celebrity? I did not know wow. that. Second only to Michael Jackson. Wow. His uh, oh. Dr. Seuss Foundation brings in about $33 million a year, Dr. Seuss wow. Enterprises. Yeah. And it's, it's his own people. It's the Dr. Seuss Enterprises who are racing to get ahead of the curve, and they've uh, taken six books out of circulation. They will, no, they will not publish uh, six books. Uh, and to think I saw it on
1: Mulberry Street, that, that's one of them. Uh, what are the other ones? There's a whole load of them. If I Ran the Zoo is one of them, which is stupid because it's a great kid's book. McElligot's Pool, On Beyond a
0: Zebra, Scrambled Egg Super, The Cat's Quizzer, uh, the one I just mentioned and I think I saw it on Mulberry Street. Uh, Dr. Seuss Enterprise listened and took feedback from our audiences, including teachers, academics, and specialists in the field as part of our review process. We then worked with a panel of experts, including educators, to review our catalog of titles. Uh, Books by Dr. Seuss, who was born Theodore Seuss Geisel in Springfield, Mass., on March 2nd, 1904, this is his birthday, have been translated into dozens of languages as well as in Braille and have sold uh, in more than 100 countries. He died in 1991. He remains popular, earning an estimated $33 million before taxes in 2020. That's up from $9.5 million just five years ago, the company said. But you know why it went up? Obama was a huge fan of his. Obama and his wife, Michelle, read these books mm-hmm. on the occasion of March 2nd every year. Yep. They loved them. Uh, Forbes listed them number two on its highest-paid celebrities of 2020 behind only Michael Jackson. The National Education Association, which founded Read Across America Day in 1998 and deliberately aligned it with a Doctor's Birthday, has for several years de-emphasized Seuss and encouraged a more diverse reading list for children. Uh, school districts across the country have also moved away from Dr. Seuss, prompting uh, Loudoun County, Virginia, which we talked about yesterday, uh, to uh, uh, having to say, we're not banning the books entirely, we're just not promoting them. Research, that's the word that fascinates me about this story. Research in recent years has revealed strong racial undertones in many books, Written and illustrated by Dr. Seuss, the school district said. In 2017, a school librarian—I've told you librarians are the front foot soldiers of the mystery. In 2017, a school librarian in Cambridge, Massachusetts, criticized a gift of Seuss books from First Lady Melania Trump, saying that many of his works— But I bet you didn't say anything, lady, when Michelle Obama was reading them. Uh— saying that uh, many of his works were steeped in racist propaganda, caricatures, and harmful stereotypes. In 2018, a Dr. Seuss museum in his hometown of Springfield removed a mural that included an Asian stereotype, The Cat in the Hat. One of his most popular books has received criticism too, but will continue to be published for now. Dr. Seuss Enterprises said it is committed to listening and learning and will continue to review our entire portfolio. Uh numerous other popular children's series have been criticized in recent years for alleged racism. In, in the 2007 book, Should We Burn Babar, Bar- the author and educator Herbert R. Cole contended that Barbar the Elephant books were celebrations of colonialism because of how the title character leaves the jungle and then later returns to civilize his fellow animals. One of the books, Babar's Travels, was removed from the shelves of a British library in 2012 because of its alleged stereotypes of Africans. Critics have also faulted the Curious George books for their premise of a white man bringing home a monkey from Africa, and Laura Engel Laura Ingalls Wilder's portrayal of Native Americans in her Little House on the Prairie novels have been faulted so often that the American Library Association removed her name in 2018 from a Lifetime Achievement Award it gives every year. So Seuss is done. Laura Ingalls Wilder's is done. Whoever this guy who, who wrote about Babar the Elephant, he's done. The research suggest to me that this has become almost something that students pursue in the failed academy. They'll almost whimsically, it seems, pick a book or a series of books and then begin to dissect them in such a way that it would be virtually impossible not to find something wrong with them. Yeah, you're just going to keep searching. Yep. Wow. Uh, and and uh, the CP was telling me, well, you make sure you read everything. He was known as a racist at Dartmouth. I can't find that. I'll have to ask her where she found that. I live in a terrible house divided. I'll have to ask her <laughs> where she found that because I'm not Obama finding tells that. Obama tells his
2: interns that the star-bellied sneetches showed him we're all the same, so why would we treat somebody differently?
0: Exactly.
2: And if that wasn't a brilliant enough analogy, he then goes on to muse about the nature of responsibility that he learned from Horton hatches an egg. Mm -hmm. Obama says you will find all the homespun basic virtues that turn out to be totally true when you grow up. Grow up, excuse me. Yeah. Uh,
1: I just Google searched. Um, Hold on.
0: Excuse me. I was just looking at the cat in the hat again.
1: It just looks like a cat to me. I I searched Dartmouth, racist, Dr. Seuss. Yep. And there's an article that came up uh, called The Dark Side of Dr. Seuss. Okay. When was it written? Uh, This was written by, I'm going to assume, a student by the name of Hannah Cho in 2007. Uh-huh. It says Theodore Seuss Geisel, or the beloved Dr. Seuss, not only wrote children's books about one fish, two fish, but also illustrated political cartoons on topics ranging from tax exemptions to racism. One of the, his most controversial cartoons, however, was a character of a Japanese man next to Hitler, published in the newspaper PM on March 5th,
0: 1942. Okay. So we're going way back. What, what about th-
1: the... Dr.
2: Seuss' book, uh, Stalin Was Peachy Keen. Uh, anything, about,
0: anything about that book? Hitler wasn't such a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Hear me out. Hitler was a gem. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Hitler was a gem.
0: Okay, okay, that, oh my God, that reminds me, I didn't even bother to bring it to the show material today, but uh, Apple, oh, what logo is it? Apple has a smiling logo under a squiggly line. And they have to redo it because somebody said it looked like Hitler's smirking. Holy cow. <laughs> we're, really? We're in, the, we're in the embrace of some insanity here. But let me finish my Seuss thought. Look how many years Seuss survived these accusations. Uh, not only survived them, but did not endure them at all because no one was... Suggesting them. He was a beloved author of children's books, up to and including the President of the United States, who as recently as five years ago read them out loud on, on this day, on March 2nd, uh, Seuss's birthday, and, and Michelle Obama loved them. And, and, and so think how long Seuss survived what he these accusations, only to see now. Now what's happening is that the res- there is literally research being conducted to ferret out what the researchers will contend
1: is racism. Yep. By the way, it was Amazon, not Apple. Amazon. Okay. Did you see it? see the? I never the l- would have made. I mean, neither I, would I. I guess you can. Say the left that, turns but- everything dark. The left turns
0: everything dark. Now you're supposed to look at an Amazon symbol and think that they must have uh, uh, purposely designed that to appear as though that is uh, Hitler's caricature, smirking? Yeah. Really? Yeah. This yeah. is insanity.
2: That's Hitler looking down
0: on us. This is insanity. I was right! I was right! <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. And, and I thank you to Bob the emailer. I can't keep up with how wokeness is changing our landscape before our very eyes. If the National Academy of Films has already established its criteria for a movie to be nominated for an Academy Award, then we're absolutely right that that's coming to publishing. We're absolutely, What is the only logical outgrowth of this so-called research that keeps resulting in the discovery that once beloved authors are to be held now in contempt, or if not in contempt, in suspicion. Laura Ingalls Wilder, Dr. Seuss, uh, *To Kill a Mockingbird*, Mark Twain. What, if what is the logical outcome of of letting these people or witnessing these people continually having their victories in? In finding these works in contempt, what is the only logical outcome? Staff, class, anyone? Bueller? Uh, Bueller? That's
2: the issue I've been having, uh, their end goal. And I, it seems like I ask this with everything that the left pursues. I, I don't understand their end goal.
0: Well, it would be complete sanitization to the point of where I said yesterday there will have to be some official bureaucratic government agency, presumably full of unelected people, who will determine what can get published in this country for children and adults. That's the only logical place you can see. That's the only way A can go to C. Because otherwise, what what is the point of these failed academicians doing this research to poison the minds of us all and make us realize we're just not smart enough. They'll have to make us smart enough. Yeah,
2: they're controlling the narrative
0: mm-hmm.
2: of everybody's day-to-day lives.
0: I, I have—I don't really have a horse in the race with Dr. Seuss. The, the kid-raising days are long over. And and uh, as I said, we still got a book laying around here, The Cat in the Hat, and and uh, what what the researchers want me to understand, me being the generic American citizen, it stands to reason what they want me to understand is that I'm too stupid to see the oriental caricature of a character in right. Dr. Seuss's books. Right. Where I might have just read them to the kid and we laughed because the, the cat did something stupid. Usually, no. Usually no. was the fish, by the way. Fish or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it, and... Uh, <laughs> What they, yes, they are demanding that what I understand is that I never got it in the first place. What, I, what they want me to understand is that Ted Geisel purposely set out to be corrosive, which and I do his, not believe, by the way. I do not believe that. Of course not, Joe. No. No. Yeah. And
2: here's the deal. Anybody that questions their narrative and what they're doing
0: automatically
2: labeled as
0: racist yep Mm -hmm. there's nobody pushing back which results in our ultimate question kenny what is the end game right and the end game is the complete (laughs) control of printed material yeah
2: and movies we've discussed that yeah
0: But not music, not vile, profane, misogynistic rap, not music.
1: No, we got to get rid of baby, it's cold outside.
0: For some reason, we got to get rid of baby, it's cold outside. But if I want to talk to you about raping my hose, I can do that all day long.
1: Yeah, that's okay.
0: Yeah. And
2: WAP from our friend Cardi B.
0: (laughs) And and, and to make myself perfectly clear, and I'm preaching to the choir of informed garage logicians, uh, I just as soon have Cardi B uh, uh, do that. Uh, I, I don't like it, and I don't listen to it, and I've advised those around me to have a care exposing their children to it. But I'm not going to say she can't do it, because I don't want to be part of this government movement, which it will be, which it will grow into, to be censoring. I'm not going to do it.
3: Right.
4: You, you should have the chance to turn it down. Yeah. I, Rook said gotta yesterday, it's got to be out there.
0: Rook said yesterday, John, that it should be up to him whether he reads a Dr. Seuss book to his kids. Mm-hmm. And I said, Rook, you're missing the point. You won't even have the chance to make the decision because, as we now know, six books are now gone. Yep.
4: Now, admittedly,
0: admittedly, they're taken by his own foundation. And who are they kidding? They're covering their ass trying to protect the $33 million a year they got rolling in, so they're trying to get out in front of the woke culture. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, we agree with you. We're going to take these six down. That still probably leaves 26 in the catalog. I have no idea how many books he wrote.
1: Well, I think Kenny and I could pick out a few artists we wouldn't mind. You know, Beatles being one of them for sure. We can get rid of that.
4: <laughs> you know, but as recently, you know, you brought up music as the 80s. Remember when Tipper Gore tried to get rid yeah. of a bunch of stuff? Yeah, and right. the artists fought back tooth and nail, starting with Frank Zappa, of course, who but went he, it, and testified and... There was tons of push back then. And wouldn't you say, John, that she, uh, what happened is she ended up
2: selling more albums? Oh, yeah,
4: I agree completely.
2: I mean, what completely. was that uh, rap, that awful rap group out of Florida? From uh, Miami, yeah. Uh, uh, three. NWA. Two, live, two, live, no, crew. No, no, two no. live Crew. Two Live Crew. Two F-W-A. Live Crew. Two Live Crew. Uh, No, they were actually good, but Two Life Crew was a novelty act, and they
4: owe their success to Tipper Gore. They were like Andrew Dice Clay of music, basically. But but Suits, your
2: argument and what you're saying is why I'm so adamantly against social media platforms censoring any kind of talk at all. We as Americans should be allowed to say anything, and and it's up to the rest of us, all of us, to sort out what's right and what's wrong and what gets discarded. And so on and so forth, the way it's always been. Well, that's a and different argument,
4: though. I, think.
2: I I know it is because it's private enterprise and all yeah. of that. But start your
4: start your own internet uh, feed if you want to do that. Well, how 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 easy is that, John? <laughs> well, it's, it's not. not. Okay, it's not. thank
0: you. Well, Kenny, Kenny, I, I I tend to agree with you. and the way I handle it is, I just don't spend time with it. I, I right. just choose not to spend a lot of time with. With the Twitter swamp. It, so that's right. how I handle it. And if if something vile gets written, uh, something vile gets written.
1: I, that doesn't affect my life. Kenny, I have an idea. A social media platform started by Kenny Olson <laughs> called HeyDummy.com.
0: <laughs> I love it. I wouldn't even join my own social media platform. <laughs> The word research is terrifying me. It's terrifying me. It, 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 yeah. it presupposes that what's taking place is research. We're, we're, we have a, mic, a microscope out and a magnifying glass, and we're going to yeah. tell you why these books are wrong. Yep.
1: Well, but, Joe, research. this is just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there's going to be industries created just for this type that m- might even already be underway. Well, it's certainly apparently
0: underway in the failed academy in many respects. These these complaints are coming from the failed academy, either students or librarians in the failed academy or researchers in the failed academy. And one day it was Dr. Seuss. Let's let's see what we got going here. Oh, my God, look at this. This guy's eating with chopsticks. Aren't there restaurants in the Twin Cities where you have to eat with chopsticks? There, there used to so. be. There used to yeah, be. There so. Yeah, there is. yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you, that won't last because that's cultural appropriation, and the woke won't allow cultural appropriation. The woke is going to tell you how a black woman can wear her hair, nor, or more accurately, how a white woman can wear her hair, so as not to mimic a black woman's hairdo. Uh, this is insanity. I'm tired of it. It's insanity, and there are there is pushback, uh, Kenny. These these two gals. Ooh. All uh, well, the two gals at the University of Chicago, yeah. I bet they would react as in a pushback mode to the Dr. Seuss-type nonsense.
2: I would argue that the only—and I know I'm going to get the eye roll from you, John. I'm already bracing myself. but <laughs> the, the only pushback we received in the last four years came from our former president. He was the only one who would stand up and say, B as in B, S as in S, and stop it right there and then— um, and I'm referring specifically to the uh, critical race theory that he would not allow to be t- taught in the government, in the halls of the government.
0: I applauded him mightily for that. Yeah,
2: yeah,
3: yeah.
0: The yeah only but there's problem- nobody
2: at that level, Joe, that's fighting and pushing back and saying, wait a minute, this, you know, you know what we could really use right now? Obama. Yeah. I mean, it was 2016 when he said all these comments about Dr. Seuss. We need him right here and right now. Somebody shove a microphone into his face. But that would require
0: he, that would require him to be courageous. That would require him to be bold. That would require him to go against the very nerve of his well, constituency.
2: He he is isn't he on record as being opposed to this cancel culture? I think he is. I think within the last six months he said something.
0: Well, didn't he also defend "To Kill a Mockingbird" and say it was important that his children read it?
4: Mm-hmm. He did. What's the okay. author's name? Come on what's back. her
2: name? Uh, uh, to Kill a Mockingbird.
1: You know <laughs> yes, it. um, it's on the tip of
0: everyone's
4: tongue. Yes, we all
0: know it. It's on the tip of everyone's tongue. I can see a is, picture of her, and um,
1: it is Harper Lee.
0: Harper yeah, Harper, thank you. And, um, yeah. Har- I, I, what, one of the most interesting tidbits about Harper is that she was uh, Truman Capote's gopher on In Cold Blood. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah. Just oh, fascinating. really? Yeah.
1: huh Yeah. And then her uh, son, Getty, um, went on. Oh, I'm just <laughs> God. So do they, purposely, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: do they purposely just not go to President Obama? when? Because when you Google this, he comes up right away. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to hear from people that are going to push back, even though those people might be on their side of the uh, political aisle, so to speak.
0: I, I don't know what to, to make about Obama, but he, there's a certain there's a certain belief that he has a reconciliation to account for here. This this Dr. Seuss thing has become a big big story in the cancel culture of America. Well, here's a a, a guy who two-term president who raved about Dr. Seuss. Now what is he going to tell us? What is he going to tell us now? Was he as dumb as we are? He needed to be educated too?
4: (laughs) Yeah, there you go. I don't know. There is, and I hesitate to bring this up, but a brand new eight-part series of podcasts with him and Bruce Springsteen, so perhaps it'll be addressed on that. We've mentioned it before. Yeah, Yeah, Very quiet
0: there. I'm sure they signed a I hell think we of a just, deal.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we just mentioned that recently.
0: Yeah, John, you're on safe I ground there. You're on safe ground do there. Do you listen to the oh, program, okay. John? I do, actually. I must have missed that blurb. <laughs> and despite his performing government music, I still think that uh, Springsteen you know, should, should not even I'll have had to pay a $500 through. ticket when he clearly was not You drunk.
4: know, since, since you're going to make a stupid music statement, I, yeah. I have a question for you. Yeah. Yeah. I listened to yesterday's show. Yeah, and you were talking about the ad with the people on the moon. Yep. And you had to do research to I couldn't place the song, song, John. Was. I'm sorry, I couldn't place well, the song. it was song. just, you know, a top ten hit. I don't uh, recall cruising being on the charts. When was it, well, 70s? 78, 79, I can, I can look it up, but I giggled heartily what I heard I'm
0: sure you, you, you did
4: say, because uh, you're uh, Mr. FYI.
0: Sooch. Well, it was a yeah. huge hit. John, so I don't it- remember it.
2: Is it true, John, that uh, our uh, that uh, Huey Lewis and Bruce Springsteen routinely
4: trade
0: songs back and forth for no, free? No, what's you know what's unknown, Kenny? They're the right. same
4: <laughs> person. <laughs> really, I didn't know that. Uh, I actually, yeah. actually, you know, as I've said before, <laughs> have no problem with Huey Lewis in the news. So. Of course you do. Let's see, cruising don't. hit cruising in nineteen seventy nine, uh, topped out on the Billboard Top One Hundred at number four. It topped out on the U.S. Cashbox Top One Hundred at number
0: 1 uh, you're you're introducing something interesting that I would like to address however briefly okay. i wonder i wonder if your if your music knowledge and appreciation varies at the stages in your life when you're most likely to not being paying attention to music oh, 78 sure. and Don't 79 would have been in the height of raising a couple of kids i used to have uh, you know, it, th- those were little league years and, uh, school years and, and on and on and on and on. And as much as I'm a, 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 I've enjoyed music all my life, I would have to call that a period of my life where I probably was not paying much attention. Uh, you know, I had the radio on in the car, but other than that, I wasn't listening or buying to music and in 78
1: and 79. Were 79. you traveling a lot for baseball? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes.
4: How do you yeah, spell think, music, uh, by the way? I think that's a great, <laughs> that's a great point. I think that's true with everyone. I agree completely. That, that, that ah, probably is what happened. Okay. There, I had to T- throw that one in there.
0: Because I love the song, and now that I'm hearing well, it's it. It's a great I, song. Yeah. I, now that I'm hearing it, I don't recall it. Yeah. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. like discovering it for brand new for me. That's, that's, that's good.
4: When yeah. you discover new music, it's a good thing, but nobody should. I, like it I be discovered years. a new 40 <laughs> year old song. Uh.
2: uh. I think I, along with the rest of the GLers, like you to a whole lot more when you're fighting. So uh, could Joe? you stop ag- stop yeah. agreeing on things? I but, didn't know this. Joe, John Joe to I wrap really up the to, to me, add can. to
1: the music conversation. Yes, Get- Getty Lee is a massive baseball
4: fan. I did not uh, know that. A lot of a lot of musicians, strangely enough, are massive baseball fans, huh? Including uh, a lot of rock musicians, Eddie
0: Vedder, and, uh, that's right, uh, Vedder is Gary uh, Loris from the Gary yeah. uh, yeah. Loris the Jayhawks. Uh, Well, there ain't nothing wrong with liking baseball. Hey, we all know Rookie loves his double sausage, and we all know what soda style Uh is. Soda style on Red Savoy pizza, that's thin crust. Thin crust, S-O-T-A. Red signature sauce that's a savory before spicy. It's a special recipe. It was founded at the original Red Savoy on 7th Street in St. Paul back in 19... 65, cheese on top, layered like lasagna, cut in squares like it should be, and don't let anybody tell you different. Uh, But do you know what your favorite red Savoy pizza is? You should. This month, they're going to introduce you to a few new ones. And you can uh, go on the website and discover them. You can discover the House Special. You can discover the East Cider. You can make your own. And when you do call it in, when you do call it in, make sure you have previously gone to the app, or SavoyPizza.com and enter Joe at checkout and pick up and take home free garlic cheese bread with your pizza order. That's just for GLers. That's online. You just can't walk in off the street and say, hey, I want some cheese bread. Uh -uh, Uh-uh. Uh-uh. You're there to pick up your deluxe red Savoy pizza and they're going to have the cheese bread for you on them because you've gone online and joined the app. And this is all over town now. This is all over the metro. All over? All oh, this original recipe is available in Apple Valley and Blaine and Burnsville and Egan, Eden Prairie, Edina, Hugo, Lakeville. That just opened in Feb. It's a roaring success. Osseo, Roseville, St. Louis Park. Downtown Saint Paul, where the Wild Train, East Side of Saint Paul, and White Bear Avenue, Saint Paul and Snelling, Vadnais Heights, and Woodbury—it's almost as though there's a Red Savoy about ten minutes from everybody in the metropolitan area. Or, as we say, the Seven County Metropolitan Mosquito Control District. There we go. You can find your Red
4: Savoys, and it's the best in town. John, it's you have a Red Savoy? In town. I do have a Red Savoy. It's in Blaine. Yeah, John's but- got Blaine. Uh, I did before we wrap this up I want to I want to put a bow on this music conversation. Oh, uh, you're back in, in red. <laughs> back in the year 2000. Geez, I right, was going to wrap Lewis. up red but I'll come back to red. Oh, let's, God, go back. Oh, oh, let's go I'm back. Let's go back to Huey Lewis. Done. Huey Lewis covered cruising in 2000 and hit number one on the uh, easy listing charts. so see i just wanted to wrap that all up in a big What yacht, the, yacht
0: rock's channel i'd have to go to the yacht rock channels?
4: not the wrong with yet. kenny was listening to yacht rock today when i joined the program so
0: yacht rock is go. great if you got about 48 bud lights in you then you can take it
4: I, uh, is that the same gonna, album? we're gonna agree to disagree on that one too
1: is that the same album where huey stole the ghostbusters theme song I don't
4: know. Uh, it, it was the other way around. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Huey Huey made a lot of money for Ray Parker Jr. because Ray right. Parker Jr. stole the changes. Oh,
0: God, that. think about all this when you're going to get your red Savoy. <laughs> red okay,
4: Savoy. <laughs> yes.
1: I, my, favorite, my favorite. You, uh, my favorite. I
0: gotta tell you, my favorite is the House Special. That's been the most popular yeah. red Savoy yeah. for years. That's the uh, sausage, pepperoni, mushrooms, green pepper, onions, and olives. It's just it's just supreme, uh, and they're uh, they're available everywhere because Reds. Reds even uses the original Red Savoy sausage, so nice. you're getting a Ooh. you're getting a recipe from top to bottom at RedSavoyPizza.com. Fifty nine, <laughs> about twelve minutes here, huh? <laughs>
5: I have been a client of the Canopy Group for five years, and at my last renewal, they are still saving me money. Patrick Ricey here to talk to you about your home and auto insurance. How long have you been with your current insurance company? When was the last time your agent called you and said they could save you money and get you better coverage? This just happened to me. Truly, it did. Each year, the Canopy Group reviews my home and auto insurance with their 16 companies. This year, they saved me an additional $790. How? Because the Canopy Group is keeping an eye on my insurance needs and making sure I am always with the right insurance provider. Paying less and getting more is a concept I like. I can't promise that you'll save $791, but I can promise you they'll give you options. They'll even tell you if you should stay where you are with that company. Do what I did and contact them at thecanopygroup.com. That's thecanopygroup.com. Dot com.
1: Hey, it's Reavers here once again for Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. And Josh has a very simple question for you, and it's, do you know what you own? You see, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold's clients, they always know what they own. And Josh has found that most people that he meets with every single day, they have no idea. Josh has seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds. And there are real instances of people paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that these bonds currently yield. So Josh begs of you, no what you own. And make sure you tune into Garage Logic every Tuesday and Thursday for Mr. Money Talk's report. You're going to hear it from himself. That's right. Josh joins us every Tuesday and Thursday in Garage Logic. Trust is often overused and it's even harder to find. Please, you can take it from me that you can trust Josh. Give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. Investment Advisor Services offered by Josh Arnold Investment and consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past
2: performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.
5: You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere.
2: Oh, what color is the sky in your world, Such? What, what, what? Where are we at in the year here? Are, are we? Is this winter, spring? summer? No,
0: as a fall? as a founding member of the Royal Order of the Twenty First Years, this might as well be about May second to me, June second. Perfect.
2: (laughs) So that means the grass is green and thick and luscious. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think I made a mistake yesterday when I was introducing um, bringing back professionalturf.com for the first time this season. I said the snow is going to be gone in two weeks. Uh, I think it's going to be gone in two days. (laughs) We're going to be seeing our yards here in the next couple of days, Uh, and that means you need to start thinking about spring lawn care and, more importantly, outdoing your neighbors uh and you can do that by calling professionalturf.com. It's the best lawn on the block all season long. All you need to hook up, uh all you need to do is hook up with this Minnesota grown lawn care company. Forty years of experience they've been doing this. And Such, to answer your question, you were asking me off the air, how many times do they come? Once a week, once a day, every three weeks. It's usually in my case it was three to four times during a growing season. So April, May, uh, again in June or July, and then uh, once more in the fall. Unless you have any issues, then you call them, and they'll come right back out. But what they do is they throw down a combination, a tasty combination, of liquid and granular fertilizers and weed killers, and it takes care of everything. Dandelions, mystery weeds, bare spot, blight, it's all gone. You never have to worry about your lawn. All you have to do is water and mow. And if you have if you have an irrigation system, professionalturf.com can help you out with that. They can service one or put a brand new one in for you. Uh, landscape projects. Both Chris and I have used them for landscape projects, and it well, it, what it did for me is it improved my curb appeal, and I was able to ask more for my money when I when I sold that house. But the best lawn in the block, it's yours all season long.
0: All you have to do is get in touch with professionalturf.com. We've all been following closely. The preparations for the Chauvin trial, all of which seem to suggest that there will be a heavy presence of violence in my estimation. And so the National Guard is on standby and various uh, police authorities are on standby. And and today's headline in the Star Tribune on the front front page is, Minneapolis leaders say show of force might backfire. And I, I read this, and I'm I'm having terribly interesting thoughts about what's in store for us. And when I read this story, uh, it says some, mini- some Minneapolis City Council members on Monday questioned the city's plan to bring in thousands of soldiers and police officers. Uh, they say that could inflame tensions in a traumatized community. I have been a little bit disappointed with the heavy city and police-only focus of this plan up until today, Council Member Jeremiah Ellison said, adding, I feel like I haven't really heard a plan that affirms the kind of trauma that happened this past summer, and not just from our four officers who killed George Floyd, but from the response that happened afterward. Uh, council members spoke during a public briefing Monday that provided more details of the city's preparations for enlisting law enforcement, firefighters, and community groups before the trial. They announced, too, that they were backing off a plan to do that social media influencing. Uh, Lisa Bender shared concerns raised by Ellison and Philippe Cunningham, saying, I don't think that we can police our way out of police violence.
2: Oh, boy. So they're already attributing whatever issues we might have on law enforcement and police already before anything
0: has happened. I think it's deeper than that. I think what we're seeing, and this this should not necessarily be surprising, coming from the salon, which is uh, occupied by nothing more than professional activists, none of whom have ever really worked. Uh, none of whom have met budget, none of whom have hired or fired, none of whom have had any dealings with accounting and budgeting and law and finance. These are professional activists trying to run a city, and they're unfortunately running it into the ground. Yeah, they're failing miserably. And what I'm sensing is there's an ideological bent at work here. This this, this type of story begs you to read between the lines, And sometimes it's dangerous to read between the lines, but in this case, I don't think it is dangerous to read between the lines, given what we know about these people in the salon. And what I really think that we're sensing here is they would wish for protection of the protesters as opposed to the taxpaying citizens of Minneapolis and the businesses of Minneapolis, What I think they do, what I think they are saying between the lines is we are here to guarantee the safety of protesters against you vile police people who we don't trust and have been trying to get rid of for a year. We're here to make sure that the protesters feel welcomed. We're going to have water stations and hand sanitizing stations. This has all been on the public record. We're here to create an environment of welcoming for you to come in and disrupt our city. That's the ideological bent I think we're witnessing. It's a complete flip-flop of what a normal civilized city would be run it's
1: how it would be well run. and you heard it from the mayor last week when he had his press conference he said directly we must allow them to have their space mm-hmm. right which is exact exact opposite message that i want from my mayor mm-hmm.
2: well uh they're putting out their violence interrupters so um, there was a piece buried in today's uh metro section about this and maybe those people can help protect the uh Protesters. Council Wothers. members
0: Jeremy Schroeder and Cam Gordon asked about standards for using less lethal weapons, while Steve Fletcher asked whether officers received training to differentiate between <laughs> peaceful protesters and extremists.
1: My God. Council
0: member Alondra Cano asked police to make a plan for blocking Lake Street in the event of rioting. <sighs> Cano said residents in her ward didn't feel they had received help quickly enough after Floyd's death. She also thanked the chief and other staff for meeting with the Spanish-speaking community in the run-up to the trial. Uh, also Monday, the city released guidance for when to call 911, hoping to prevent the call center from being flooded. Reading between the lines, there is every reason to to arrive at a conclusion that these 13 incompetent activists have only one goal in mind, and that's to show off their city to the protesters. <coughs> Excuse me. Perfect
1: health. I am. Would I Joe, I'd, get a
2: tickle
0: I, in my throat. I would <coughs> argue that uh,
2: Alondra is the only level headed person I've heard from so far. She's the one that wants to know about blocking Lake Street, and uh, she's thanking the chief and other city staff. Uh, mm mm-hmm. Uh, that that's the least how do i put this that's the least insane thing i've i've heard <laughs> coming from a council member the
0: most telling comment is lisa bender yeah Definitely. Council President Lisa Bender shared the concerns raised by Ellison and Cunningham saying, I don't think that we can police our way out of police violence. She is automatically arriving at the conclusion that if anything untoward happens, if anything untoward happens, it will be the fault of police and not the misbehaving thugs who have been brought to town. Mm-hmm. And this this utter nonsense fellow named Philippe Cunningham he asked Minneapolis police for more detail about what training they have provided officers about the history of racism and about <laughs> what they will consider a peaceful protest. In other words, in Philippe Cunningham's mind, there are certain there are certain perimeters he would allow that and still call them peaceful. Reading between uh-huh. the lines. He said he was particularly concerned about officers coming from outside the city to help. Peaceful protests also include black rage from the ongoing trauma and pain that has been a result of structural and systemic violence that the uh, kind of emotional expression is very upsetting to to, uh, many Minnesota sensibilities, particularly with a negative emotion, Cunningham said. I wouldn't trust a word that comes out of this guy's mouth. He's (laughs) demonstrated he's a complete lunatic.
2: No, he uh, has no no
0: grounding in anything. He's just...
2: He's a dangerous criminal, is what he is. He, he's well, I, dangerous. I, you
0: know, you better say allegedly. <laughs> in the meantime, if all <laughs> hell breaks loose, what do you think these city council people will do? On the taxpayers' oh. dime, they'll hire private security for themselves. Yeah, yeah they right. already have. Yeah, yeah.
3: well,
0: right. they've done it before.
2: Yeah, and stay in a hotel up in Forest
0: Lake. But you read between the lines and you clearly receive a message that the city council of Minneapolis does not have the hard-working men and women and taxpayers of Minneapolis at heart. They do not have entrepreneurs at heart. They do not have the proprietors of small business at heart. They have only in their hearts a welcome mat out for those who would come here and disrupt things, which they're going to call a peaceful protest. So we're in for a we're in for one hell of a roller coaster ride on this thing. This is going to be this is going to be the eyes of the world on this because you've got you've got the confluence of of what I'm going now to predict is the arrival of maybe as many as tens of thousands of violent protesters welcomed by a city council which is predisposed to favor them over law and order. What the hell is going to happen? And then and then
2: did you see yesterday's op ed section? Sure. Star Tribune. Uh this this piece written by Sheila Nezhad, if that's how you pronounce her name, who's she's a mayoral uh, course, candidate. And of course a community organizer. Right. And the headline says it all. Uh, Minneapolis doesn't need National Guard and she goes on and gives her bullet points on why the National Guard is not needed here. It it seems to me she's uh, in in full favor of burning the city down.
0: Okay, and look what you're discovering there, Kenny. This is a candidate for mayor who was merely outwoking the current mayor. Yeah, right. Be careful what you wish for. I will look like Winston Churchill (laughs) compared to this woman. Oh, don't even. She'll be driving the
2: bus when uh, mom jeans here uh, finally gets run out of town. Yep, yep.
0: Annette Meeks told us, "You will see a field of mayoral candidates, none of whom you've
1: ever heard of." That'll be her campaign. Jacob Fry, not woke enough. There's,
0: there's only, there's two parties in Minneapolis: the DFL and the DFL extremists. There's two, only two yeah. parties. Yeah. What I wouldn't
2: do to just have the regular DFL back. The. The guys that cared about crime. And, uh, well, you only have to go back profit. as far
0: as Ryback.
2: Right, and I, I, I'm i so, Im- well, not embarrassed isn't the right word, but we really, I did not like Ryback at all. RT was not a friend of Kenny's. And what I wouldn't do to have him there
0: now, boy. I knew him fairly well. He was a you know longtime Star Tribune reporter. Uh, he wasn't a bad human being. He, whatever it is, he got it. He certainly He certainly was able to... Flex his leftist muscles, but he, he had he had a common sense ability to realize he had a big city to run there and it shouldn't fall apart. And we need cops.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be fascinating. I'm wondering it almost would be neat to broadcast on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. From a a location in downtown Minneapolis where we can see the government center.
1: Mm -mm. Tell you what, uh, what day do you plan on doing that? Because I'm going to make sure I have my vacation Uh, turned down. I've got to clean
2: the barn that day. I've got the Amish coming (laughs) over. Are you
0: out
1: of your mind? Well, I'm not saying to
0: set up a little tent in the middle of the street, you moron. (laughs) I'm saying being in some office building, looking out the window. This is going to be one hell of a deal. This is going to be just Uh, one hell of a deal.
2: This is like the RNC convention where you said, you know, we ought to go down there. And then instead, uh, you didn't go down there. You sent Kenny me did. down there. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, um, Kenny, I was there on two occasions. You're wrong. I was, I, you might have gone on one show occasion, but I was there a number of occasions. Was, was, it, over, was it over Labor Day? Yes. Yes.
2: That 2008. was the day I would have been there. Yeah, I would have been there on Labor Day then, I think. Mm-hmm. And I got gassed a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And I don't I, mean gassed in a funnel. Oh, no, I was going to ask.
3: <laughs>
0: I, was, uh, I started to march down the street to follow the protesters down 7th Street, and yeah. the St. Paul cops did me a favor. They kind of pulled me aside and said, Are you? A, why don't you just get the hell out of here, you dummy? <laughs> yeah. That's what they said, basically, and I thank him for it.
3: What the, yes. what the hell are
0: you doing? Get the hell out of here, you moron. You can't even walk. And that is
2: so funny. A, a planes Clothes guy said that to me. I was standing with Jay Coles and another guy uh, that actually worked at Tri-State Bobcat, and he pulls me aside and says, Kenny, uh, you need to beat
1: it. It's about to go down here. And I'm like, thank you. See ya. <laughs> you know, the best part about that was how it was it was phrased as all this money is going to come to the city of St. Paul. Well, everyone stayed in Minneapolis, yeah. Oh, I know. That's
2: where the parties were, yeah. <laughs> right? Because there of were the, barricades up around downtown St. True. Paul. Yeah, that's true.
1: Think of the
0: overarching uh, headline, uh, the overarching dynamic that is in place here. Gone is any confidence or respect in the judicial system. It's just not even part of this conversation. It's just assumed that the judicial system will not deliver the verdict that the woke left want delivered. And because of that, watch what's going to happen. It's going to be it's going to be troublesome. And uh uh all you can do is say a prayer that Minneapolis survives this because I'm really having my doubts. I'm really you don't have the right people in place. Nope. You've got the right law enforcement in place, but you don't have the right support staff in place in terms of the mayor and city council. You just don't have it. They're right. not they don't exist.
1: You have no evidence to suggest that they're going to be able to You're, you're right. It's going to be a complete and total disaster. mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
0: Who was the city councilman, Kenny, that was sitting in his backyard having a bonfire the night of the riots in May? It's the guy from your area. Was, was it, it wasn't Cam, was it? Um, I might have been Fletcher. Remember. Might have been Fletcher. Or I is Fletcher remember. the downtown guy? It was It was the council person who lived or Schroeder. by Schroeder? Might have been Schroeder, yeah. Yeah, might have been Schroeder. Well, this is going to be...
1: It's certainly going to be
0: must-listen-to podcasting, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) And you guys don't like my idea of getting closer to the scene?
1: (laughs) If you want to do the show at 9 o'clock in the morning, maybe. (laughs) Is Johnny Height going to join us? I
0: think so. When? Well, as soon as the old mayor gets up and goes for a drink of water.
4: Oh, for news, you mean. (laughs) I thought you meant to broadcast from the, uh, the courthouse area. I'm yeah. just going to immediately say, no, I'm not joining you there. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: How about some more Huey Lewis news? Do you have any more of that? Yeah. yeah.
0: How about some? Yeah. Why don't we return with our newsman and his guitar? Okay. The sun is
2: up and DK Mags is open. Now, if you want to have some firearm-related fun, the whole family can enjoy You should really try skeet or shooting clay pigeons, whatever you want to call it, trap. It is absolutely a blast. Not only does it build hand-to-eye coordination, but it also teaches confidence and reaction times, not to mention, and here's what's important, bragging rights over your entire family when you can shred more clay than anybody else. Good for us DK Mags on Old 8 and New Brighton, and Monticello Pawn & Gun. They can set you up with firearms and everything else you need to get set up. You know what else is fun? And I particularly love this, shredding cardboard. We set up targets on our range at 50, 100, all the way out to 200, 300 yards. and. We like to see how fun and accurate we can shoot. It's firearms that, you know, they're not just about home and personal defense. It's also about hunting and fun on the range and breaking clay. And here's a tip. Uh, It's a lot easier these days to find shotgun shells compared to cartridges of any caliber. Caliber. Anyway, it's all available at DK Mags in New Brighton and Monticello Pond & Gun. A couple of great shops run by GLers for GLers.
0: The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Sussurae Show. Hey, uh,
1: height and height. Yes. Which wow. one was first, John or Dylan? <laughs> Who's hey. playing leads? Johnny. Me. Me.
2: Wow. Dylan's taught you a thing or two.
1: Yes, he has. <laughs> Hey, you know who you should be like? You should be like Larry. Congratulations to Larry. He won a free bottle of Harmony Spirits just for subscribing to the monthly blog, harmonyspirits.net. Be a winner like Larry and subscribe. All you have to do, is sign up with just your email address. It's just that easy. Also, go into your local liquor store and continue to ask for the Harmony brand by name. Our friends down in Harmony, Minnesota are so thankful for all of you GLers jumping on board and tasting that delicious handcrafted spirits made right here in our own backyard. And if you do happen to stop in at that tasting room in Harmony, Minnesota, please tell them that you heard about them on GL Podcast. I ran into a woman on my walk the other day who we struck Uh up a conversation,
0: and she said she's from down around that area as a kid, and she went to Harmony Spirits and dropped our name.
1: Nice. Nice. Yeah. She grew up in Harmony. Did she get
2: run
0: out of town? Uh, I think she said Preston. Would that be? Yeah, that's close. Yeah. 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 I think she said Preston. That's cool. they She and Then her husband was walking the other way around the block, and I got to talk to both of them, and they are GLers. Nice. I need to make a trip down there very soon. Here's John Hyde in the newsroom.
4: Uh, thank you, Joe. Uh, by the way, the fellow who joined me on guitar there said he's, uh, he's got a couple more bumps he's going to send our way. and We'll we probably have two or three more in the next uh, couple weeks. Nice. Wonderful. There you there you go. I'm good for it. So. Uh, this uh, update is brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Store. Kevin Short is the attorney for Anoka Police Officer Jake Sorderberg. He says Sorderberg's partner, K9 Bravo played a critical role in the situation and saved everyone's lives Uh, if you're not familiar with the story the BCA said a suspect led police on a high-speed chase after an armed carjacking at a Blaine retail store which ended near Bram on uh, Highway 65 on February 21st. Short said Bravo was uh, restraining the suspect who had momentarily dropped his weapon then recovered the weapon and fired a shot directly into the dog's neck. I believe I believe the suspect then turned the gun on other officers at the scene. The suspect, identified as 27-year-old Dominic Koch of St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin, died at the scene from gunshot wounds. Uh, Bravo, the canine, uh, he is going to be okay. He's expected to make a perfect recovery, and he should be back on the job in the coming months. The BCA is expected to finish its investigation into the shooting within the next 60 days. The same day that the Minnesota Court of Appeals judges questioned arguments that Derek Chauvin shouldn't be charged with third-degree murder, the state Supreme Court agreed to review the conviction of another Minneapolis police officer that could potentially affect next week's trial in the death of George Floyd. Shortly after prosecutors asked the state Court of Appeals to reinstate the charge against Chauvin, the state Supreme Court agreed to hear Mohamed Noor's appeal of his third-degree murder conviction in the 2017 shooting death of Justine Damond. In Chauvin's case, prosecutors are racing the clock to reinstate the third-degree murder charge against the ex-officer. He already faces second-degree murder and manslaughter charges. That issue is whether third-degree murder can be applied to someone whose actions were directed at a specific individual and whether the Court of Appeals ruling in Noir's case set a precedent that should be followed. In Chauvin's case, historically, the charge has been applied to drug dealers in overdose deaths. Minnesota expected to get 200 doses of the newly authorized Johnson & Johnson vaccine this week for COVID-19. Johnson & Johnson shot differs from those from Pfizer and Moderna in several key ways. The vaccine can be stored in refrigerators instead of specialized freezers, and it's a one-dose vaccine. The state expects to recover, uh, to receive, excuse me, more guidance in the coming days from the CDC Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, Health experts urge the public to get whatever shot they can find, whichever one's available, regardless of who made it. Target extended its strong streak through the holiday quarter, and sales grew by more than 15 billion—that's with a B—15 billion dollars in the pandemic year, exceeding the company's annual sales growth over the past 11 years combined. Wow! The habits. Habits of millions altered because of the spread of COVID-19. Online sales last year surged by almost $10 billion, and Target made it increasingly easy to shop. Fourth quarter profits soared 66%. These are pretty amazing numbers. Holy mackerel! Retailer reported Tuesday, and sales jumped 21%, both far exceeding Wall Street expectations. Sales at stores opened at least a year, rose 6.9% compared with the same period last year. The big deal, though... Online sales for Target soared 118%. Good Lord. That's, uh, that's I have a question for you guys. Um, you know what
0: happened, Kenny? I'm sorry to interrupt. You know what happened? Uh, for two days now, uh, Amazon has not made a delivery here, so the UPS guy parked, uh, and he walked up and knocked on the door and says, everything Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm glad you went with that, again, second day in a row. Did I do um, that yesterday? You sure yeah, did. Yeah, you
2: did. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Kelsey. The-
1: <laughs>
3: what I... <I've- laughs> <laughs>
2: Have you ever, it, and I'm talking recently in the last six months, been looking for something you need and you check stock on the internet to see if whatever store you're going to go to has it in stock and you discover that it has to be ordered. They can get it to you. It can be in the store or at your door uh, this week or next week. And do you actually follow through and order it, or do you continue looking until you find a store you can go and pick it up at? What do you
0: guys do? Uh, all ordering is done by the CP. I have nothing to do with it.
3: Um,
0: so, in other words, I'll tell her you- what I need and put her on the case.
2: So uh, if it's something in the shop and you know you can find it somewhere, you will be glad to sit and wait anywhere from a day to a week for it to arrive.
0: I'll check a Frats website once in a while and get to Frateloni's because I know they got what I'm looking
4: for. Yeah. John, what do you do? I uh, usually will look until I can find it somewhere, with, uh, but that's not always uh, easy to do. I just ordered a guitar. I'm not going to get till July because nobody has it in stock
2: oh but but like other fun.
4: items normal items i mean you know yeah i'll look till i can follow. this
2: it drives me crazy because before COVID, i would checked in the website to see if they have it they haven't mm-hmm. i go pick it up i'm happy you know an hour has elapsed and i'm happy and i have my product and and it's not it's not the same anymore i don't think they're keeping stock in stores uh, the way they used
4: to yeah could very well be very well be i uh, i would like to mention this uh one of the nicest fellows i've worked with in radio in the twin oh, cities has welcome. passed away uh, no has, has passed away oh that that's right period. no dan twin, twin cities radio personality dan colhane died after battling cancer and then getting diagnosed with COVID 19. Uh, Colhane's wife of uh, 15 years, Nancy Mitchell, shared that Colhane had tested positive for COVID-19 around February 10th after getting the okay from his doctor to referee a few hockey games in late January. He had been diagnosed with multiple myeloma, fairly rare blood cancer, in November 2019, but was reco- uh, recovering well from that after having a stem cell transplant. But he died over the weekend. He had worked, of course, at KQRS. He was originally on the morning show there with Tom Bernard, many times. Many years ago, I also worked at WCCO Radio. Did voiceover work. Was a production director for a lot of stations, Twin Cities. Uh, I had a chance to work with Dan for a while Great guy, wonderful. Where'd you work? Was with he a at, good hockey
0: John? player as a kid? I wonder.
4: I, that I don't. I don't know. know. Well, you gotta. I, I mean, he must have had a hell of a hockey background to be a ref. Well, I know they he skated reffed. their butts off. In all of the uh, obituaries I saw of him, uh, he was apparently a hockey player, but it didn't mention where, when, how I didn't know if it was an adult thing or adult leagues, that kind of stuff. I and have such I a different together, radio John. I have such a different radio
0: career than you guys that I, I never even met the guy. You don't have
2: a radio career. You're an aberration. You're, no. you're not one of us. Oh. I mean, you're in the Hall of Fame and all of that, yes. but that, none of that matters because you're not one of us. Wow. You, yes. you did not pay
4: your dues the proper all right. way. Very, yeah. very, very cruel, wasn't it, Joe? It was, right.
6: yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. It was. I worked with him, Kenny, at KLXK, 93.7. Briefly, oh, they, they tried yeah. to take on KQ briefly. Right. Uh, back around, I don't know, 89, 90, 91, right in that area. Wait, aren't they did owned by the same company? there? did who i'm sorry yeah he was jeff gerbino and he and colhane were the morning show yeah uh, at that point i worked i was a part-timer worked a lot overnight so i got to know him from that and once they switched formats remember they switched to the rock format Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just said, nah, I'm not doing this. It was a hard rock format, not my deal. I quit, but I kept bugging Dan about how to get into radio full-time. And some advice he gave me, I won't bore you with the details. I wish I not. This is very full-time. intramural. This is very intramural. Yeah. Uh, but so job, so. I Wonderful think the,
2: the reason for your success, Joe, if I can try to earn my way back into your good graces, <laughs> good luck. Uh, is your complete and utter lack of respect for radio. I think you brought something to the table far more different than anybody else just because you're not one you weren't one of the gang
0: i'm not accepting your compliment go ahead john (laughs) here let me imitate kenny Olson. Playing the
2: role of rookie today, but but in all honesty, I worked with Dan for three
1: and a half years, and here's why he was awesome. He didn't care if you were the executive or if you were a peon intern like I was. He treated everybody the same. He was always willing to to help you out, no matter what your job
4: title was. He was awesome. I was was the part timer, and I, you know, he helped me a lot. So.
0: Well, as long as you're on the topic, it's not that yeah. I didn't have respect for radio <laughs> Kenny. It's just that I wasn't steeped in its traditions. I had no right. earthly knowledge of its of of right. how I was expected to behave. Well, I I think you approached it it was kind of a lark and it was yes. kind of
2: just a fun little side job adventure for you. And for a lot of us, it was something that was in our bloods, you know, since we were kids. Well, believe me,
0: the point came where I quickly took it seriously. (laughs) Yes, I
1: understand. I understand. And that's why that gave us gems like this. It's
4: It's time for Author's Corner with Joe Sushere, and this one is a strike.
1: What the hell does that mean? Oh,
4: God, help me. Vernon Jordan, who rose from humble beginnings in the segregated South to become a champion of civil rights before reinventing himself as a Washington insider, has died. He was 85 years old. Jordan's daughter, Vicki Jordan Adams, released a statement saying, my father passed away last night around 10 p.m., surrounded by loved ones, his wife and daughter by his side. After stints as field secretary for the Georgia NAACP and executive director of the United Negro College Fund. He became head of the National Urban League, becoming the face of Black America's modern struggle for jobs and justice for more than a decade. He was nearly killed by a bullet in 1980 before transitioning to business and politics. Our Republican Senator Mitt Romney suffered a black eye in a fall, but joked it was from attending the conservative political action conference. The 73-year-old senator, I didn't realize Mitt was that old, 73-year-old senator from Utah told reporters he, quote, took a fall but joked he owed it to CPAC, where Republicans gathered for numerous speeches over the weekend. He said, I took a fall. It knocked me unconscious, but I'm doing better. Uh, he was injured while visiting his grandchildren and family in Boston, Massachusetts, where he had served as governor in the past. A third woman came forward on Monday to accuse New York Governor Andrew Cuomo of inappropriate sexual behavior, saying he grabbed and kissed her at a 2019 wedding. 33-year-old Anna Ruck told the New York Times the 63-year-old governor made unwanted advances toward her and planted an unsolicited kiss on her cheek at the reception. Ruck said he walked up you know, and said, can I kiss you? Uh,
0: boy, uh, if you're going to get hosed for a kiss on the cheek, we're all in trouble. Yeah, this was kind of
4: creepy, though, if you saw the oh, pictures. Oh, we are? Hmm.
0: <laughs> okay, I am. Uh, I, I, I do Okay, a seri- thank you. I, yeah, <laughs> I, a there you I, I was waiting I, for that. A cheek, it's a, hey, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, good to see you. Uh, I don't know that that was the case with Como, who sounds peach? like a, just an absolute hound. Yeah. Prune or
4: alfalfa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've heard his the new theme song, haven't you? No. I have not John. You ain't nothing but a hound dog Crying all the time You ain't nothing but a hound dog Crying all the time You ain't a little hey, corner rabbit you ain't a little corner
3: rabbit, rabbit. rabbit. Girl, of sister, man.
2: Man. Thank you very much. Right, that's enough. Thank you very much, man. Are you going to eat those mashed potatoes? Oh, oh, <laughs> oh poor the fat A little you know more mayonnaise <laughs> on them <laughs> traders <laughs> for I me.
4: I got an Elvis Presley uh, sweatshirt on. See? Was, uh, oh, boy. Yeah, okay. Great. What's coming up on the right? Let's move it along along here. Uh, By the end of the decade, the only Volvo you'll be able to buy will be electric. And you'll only be able to buy it online. The Chinese-owned carmaker announced plans Tuesday morning to stop selling cars that run on fossil fuels by 2030, part of an accelerating trend within the industry to respond to pressure to tackle the climate crisis. It also said new electric vehicles will only be sold online. They said as part of the transition, it wants half of its sales in 2025, that's only four years away, to be electric cars and the other half hybrids. That means it'll stop selling vehicles powered solely by gasoline just four years from now. Other car makers have announced plans in recent months to accelerate their transition to electric vehicles. Ford said in February... It plans to sell only electric passenger cars in Europe by 2030. General Motors recently announced it's aiming to sell only emission free vehicles by 2035. In a related story, Petaluma, California has voted to outlaw new gas stations. The first of what climate activists hope will be numerous cities and counties to do so. Yes, I have that story, John. I was going to bring it up tomorrow, and I still will, but continue. It's that important. The Petaluma effort inspired groups like the Coalition Opposing New Gas Stations, or CONGAs, which seeks to ban gas stations all around Sonoma County, California.
0: Well, make no mistake, they wish to ban gas stations all across the country. Oh, for sure, sure. Right. Certainly. And they're forbidding adding pumps, but they're encouraging the stations to put in charging stations. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right,
2: and in a related story, I don't know if you guys saw this, Polaris is adding to their lineup next year, uh, 2022, an electric-powered Polaris Ranger. Uh, I did see that. Their biggest side-by-side, and this is something I am, believe it or not, I'm really, really looking forward to this because I have often wished that my Polaris Ranger was a little quieter just because I like sneaking through the woods, uh, royce style, you know what I mean? (laughs) I like to go for a walk in my Polaris Ranger, and I'd like to do it more quietly, and I think this is fantastic, and I will absolutely buy one.
1: Where it'll top out at a speed of 28 miles an hour. I don't care, because I'm in the woods, and the
2: Ranger is a workhorse. It's not a a go-jump-driveways deal. Well, let me tell you
1: something else.
0: You don't really need the long range to use an ATV in the woods. You don't need hundreds of miles. Well, some guys go out trail riding, and they do. They do
2: need the long range. In my case, it fits my application perfectly. And I think it might work for other farm, rural-type guys that just use it to, you know, run out and cut down a tree or do something, you know.
1: Uh, John, speaking of California, have you seen that breaking news story about that accident out there? I have oh, that
4: actually coming up here, yes. Oh, God, to, I'll, I'll, I'll do it right here. Yeah. Uh, hos- hospital officials say an SUV. Uh, I don't get this part. That's the part I'm to be, wondering about, too. SUV, and have you seen the pictures? It yes. looks like maybe an Expedition, Ford Expedition, perhaps? Yes. Uh, the SUV believed to be carrying 27 people crashed into a semi-truck in Southern California, killing 15 people and leaving others injured. Uh, Judy Cruz as director of the El Central Regional Medical Center's emergency department, said 14 people died at the scene. Another died after arriving. Officials think there were 27 people in the SUV that hit the tractor trailer. Uh, the crash occurred in an agricultural southeastern corner of California on a highway running through fields in the Holtville, California area. That's about 100 miles east of San Diego. It's not immediately clear what caused you can
1: draw your own conclusion but it was very near the US Mexico border. Yeah.
4: Uh from our friends in Wisconsin, what are the odds here? 3 cars all driven by drunk drivers crashed into each other. Come on. At the inter- <laughs> I... at the inter- Yeah. Huh? Made it I easy think the for odds the cops. Are pretty good. I think it's
2: <laughs> the odds are good in Wisconsin.
4: yeah, that's a good point. This happened at the intersection of highways eleven and thirty two in Mount Pleasant early Sunday morning. All three men have been arrested, at least one whose SUV ended up being fully engulfed in flames was treated at a hospital. According to what happened, the police say about two forty five in the morning on Sunday a Ford f two fifty pickup was heading southbound on highway thirty two. It drifted into the northbound lane heading straight for a GMC Yukon. The driver of the Yukon attempted to swerve to avoid the oncoming pickup but was still hit head-on. Moments later, a Chevrolet Equinox driving northbound on Highway 32 hit the pickup truck. The Yukon ended up catching fire due to the severity of the collision. When officers got there, they identified that no one was still in the on-fire Yukon because the driver had fled the scene. He was later found (laughs) at a hospital in the area. The drivers of the Ford F-250 and the Chevy Equinox remained on scene, but both showed heavy signs of impairment. Both were arrested on suspicion of operating vehicle while intoxicated. The driver of the F-250 was identified as Craig Herbrechtschenschmeier, a 56-year-old from Racine, Wisconsin. The other two were Christopher Sanchez of Racine and Herbert Aguilar Lopez of Kenosha. Sanchez and Herbrechtschenschmeier are expected to be charged <laughs> with their first OWI offenses. All the other fellow will get charged with his third OWI
2: it's, uh, fleeing the scene always probably seems like a good idea at the time, but it never really does no, work no, out, does it? No. it never well, then, pans out. And
4: then just show up at the hospital, you know, like they won't figure right, out right. what's going on. Especially right. when your
1: license plate is still sitting in the ditch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after a collision.
4: The uh, Alamo artifacts of Phil Collins went on display today after the British singer donated the items to the state of Texas. The Phil Collins collections preview exhibit features a brass cannon used by the Mexican army during the Battle of the Alamo and the original battle orders that called for the attack on the Alamo. Christy Miller-Nichols is the Alamo's director of archeology span collections and research said, we're beyond excited to finally share some of these amazing artifacts that Mr. Collins has so generously donated. The temporary exhibit is on display through April 25th. Uh, the 70-year-old Collins had previously donated his collection of more than 200 artifacts to the Texas General Land Office in 2014. Uh, it was in 1836 the Battle of the Alamo happened, 200 defenders dying after a 13-day fight with Mexican forces led by General Santa Ana. Uh, Collins, the former drummer and frontman for Genesis, has sold more than 150 million albums as well as penning numerous number one and top ten hits. Well, John, you're
0: Mr. FYI. Uh, how did I it come know. to be that a British rock star
4: got so interested in the Alamo, I wonder? Uh, he said uh, when he was five years old, he said, remember uh, Davy Crockett, the television show? Yeah. I'm sure yeah. you do. You're of yeah. that age. Davy Crockett,
0: Davey king Crockett, of, the of the wild frontier.
4: Yeah, thanks, fellas. Speaking uh, he, of that, Kenny,
0: speaking of that, our friend Carrie, <laughs> Yeah, uh, she writes... Uh, My two-year-old son and I were listening to you today, meaning yesterday, as we often do, and it took him about one second to say, Mama, I don't like this song. This isn't good. (laughs) He was referring to Kenny singing at the beginning of the (laughs) Seafoam ad. I just thought you should know that. Don't worry. We still love you, Kenny. Good luck, Carrie and little Billy. It was
1: was pretty horrendous. (laughs) It was pretty bad. You know, speaking of the Alamo, uh, John, I think it was a great documentary that I watched, um... Pee Wee's Big Adventure, where uh, Pee Wee discovered that there is no Uh basement uh, in the Alamo. In the Alamo. uh, Yeah, yeah, that was kind of fascinating.
4: Uh, Anyway, Phil uh, fell in love with the Alamo story when he was five years old and saw uh, Davy Crockett, the television show King of the Wild Frontier. He said while other kids were playing cops and robbers, uh, he would be in his backyard reenacting the battles. So he's a nerd.
0: Well, I'm sure I asked the question.
1: He's an Alamo nerd. That's yep. exactly yep. correct. Huh. Yes. He's a rich nerd, but he's still a nerd. <laughs> no, oh,
0: boy, the time that broad he's with gets done with him, he ain't going to have a nickel.
4: <laughs> broad. Wow. some <Yeah>. broad. <laughs> wow. <Whoa. laughs> Thanks, He Cuomo. had a cannon. One of these <laughs> items was a cannon, so he actually yeah. bought a cannon yeah. for the other side. Yeah. yeah a Mexican cannon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy my Scouts. God.
1: Sorry. CNN is now, yeah. they have an overhead shot of that accident it's in imperial county california yep. my god in heaven
4: looks like an expedition right from what i could
1: yeah i think out. it is but it collided with what appears to be a gravel hauler that's yep. not good
2: oh you know what i've got a i'm going to be talking about moon motorsports here in a second and a word of warning to carrie and little billy there might be some singing no
0: what? there yes. cannot oh, be any singing
2: no no, no You're there's horrible. Gonna, as a matter of fact during this break, I'm going to ask John to, uh, if he can uh, accompany me.
4: Oh, no. <laughs> That'll be nice. That'll be yeah, nice. Yeah. The uh, Boy Scouts of America, struggling to stay afloat while compensating tens of thousands of survivors of past sexual abuse, has pledged to provide a Victims Trust Fund with at least $300 million from its local councils and proceeds from insurance policies and the sale of a collection of Norman Rockwell oil paintings. The offer was detailed in a reorganization plan submitted by the Scouts, which filed for bankruptcy protection last year amid a wave of new sex abuse lawsuits after several states, including California, New York and New Jersey, expanded legal options for childhood victims to sue. Hundreds of lawsuits against the organization came in the wake of the Los Angeles Times publication in 2012 of internal Scout records involving 5,000 men on a blacklist known as the Perversion Files, a closely guarded trove of documents that detail sexual abuse allegations against troop leaders and others that dated back 100 years. In Florida, the 57-year-old man was arrested after accusations he burglarized a home and then, uh, while well, he used a makeshift flamethrower to shoot fire at a woman. Any idea how he might have done that? Oh, uh, That's right. Very good, Kenny. Yes. The man, a Fort Pierce resident, may have had a uh, burning sensation. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) He was in trouble when jailed February 23rd on charges of felony burglary with assault or battery. Uh, He chased the caller out and tried to barricade himself in. The caller stated the man was using a can of hairspray, as Kenny said, along with a lighter to create a flamethrower. The woman reported finding the man in her home and said when he shot the flame at her, it was close enough that she could feel it on her face. Uh, He was arrested at the scene.
0: The only flame I want to see, the only flame I want to feel, is when I'm standing over the grill cooking some Grunhoffers. There we go. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Ain't going to be no hairspray torch. No, no. (laughs) It's going to be the gas grill. Or the charcoal grill, and my God, the grilling weather is really, really upon us. Not that we don't grill all year long, but what a fabulous weekend. Uh, The latest forecast has us looking at 55 degrees Sunday. What a great time to uh, grill that new Spencer Grunhofer creation, the spinach, bacon, and mozzarella brat. Or, uh, despite Reavers having issued a warning, there are three (laughs) meatloafs available because they make 400 pounds of meatloaf a week the uh, meatloaf, the town ball meatloaf, bacon and cheese, and the Minnesota meatloaf, wild rice, and mushrooms. They don't have one-pound containers, but don't worry. For normal people, like families, they still have the two-pound size. The one-pounders apparently Reavers. are for people like Reavers or Kenny who eat it by the time they take a right turn out of the parking lot.
1: <laughs> why would I Why would I downsize? I'm going to eat the yeah, two-pounder myself. Well, yeah, in the truck. Not enough yeah. for Chris.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: Soup meats are still in stock and selling fast. This weather has motivated GLers to create a pot of fresh meat soups But this weather has also motivated GLers to grill the steaks, the burgers, the brats. There's ham. There's double smoked bacon. It's just a meat and meat emporium right in Hugo at the north end of Highway 61. It's Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats. They've now added on. The new addition is up and running smoothly, and they continue to make more and more of the products that GLers have come to insist on. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. It's at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61.
2: You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Sugere. This is not the Bob Seger song I uh, requested, Mr. Reavers. Sorry. It's been uh, 50 years, 50 years already of uh, service for the family-owned and operated multi-line Moon Motorsports of Monticello. And if you ride a motorcycle, this is, you know what, even if you're like Joe and you've stopped riding a motorcycle, now is still your favorite time of year. The new models with all the new tech features and engineering and latest designs, they all arrive at Moon. And it's also when we start getting the bikes out of storage, I mean, 50 degrees, come on. I start tinkering with them. Now, let's see.
0: Do I need new rubber? Yeah, maybe.
2: Uh, that's Kenny, chain looks Kenny stretched out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Joe
0: Stopped right, riding yeah. doesn't mean I wouldn't have another one just to look at because there's no better garage art than a motorcycle. Oh, boy, you said it right there. And our uh, pals
2: up at Moon Motorsports. They have the newest models in stock, and the new bikes, ATVs, and side-by-sides are all coming in every day. Uh, We're talking nine brands here, Honda, Yamaha, Can-Am, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, KTM, and snow toys too, Uh, Polaris and Skidoo. The service department is always ready and willing and waiting to complete your spring service stuff, so feel free to schedule that appointment today. And oh, oh, speaking of snow, I almost forgot. Uh, 25% off right now for all remaining in-stock snow apparel and helmets, Uh, the wide ranges of machines. You can see them all online, moonmotorsports.com. That's nice, but you got to see them for yourself. You have to swing a leg over a few and imagine it's just you and your machine and a westbound road, and a bead on the Northern Plains, and you just roll the power on and roll, roll me away, roll me away. Tonight. <laughs> Sorry, Billy. <laughs> Plug his <laughs> ears, Carrie. <Gary. laughs> anyway, uh, stop into that giant cathedral of motorized fun. They're on the south side of 94 in Monticello and Moon Motorsports, and
0: roll clean out of sight, baby. I want to try to clarify some Dr. Seuss thoughts. It, uh, we're being told by self-anointed researchers that uh, Seuss engaged in racist caricatures and stereotypes. And so what they're, what they're telling me is, you should have known that. And that's not true, because I don't assign human characteristics to, to, keep, to the creatures he was drawing and I happened to read to a kid in a book. It did not occur to me to attach to a cat some human characteristic. So basically, I'm being, I'm being told that I should have known that. Well, no, I should not have known that, and therefore I reject wholeheartedly the idea, unless you can demonstrate it to me through his writings or whatever, I reject wholeheartedly the idea that Seuss was intentionally trying to portray racism in a, in a goofy creature he drew. That, that was my last point of clarification on a Seuss thought. I, I, just, I resent being told by these words I can't say that uh, I didn't see it.
2: You know, and they used, for an example, an image, a uh, caricature, or cartoon image of a somebody from China.
6: Uh, b- so but what? I-
2: everything was a caricature and a cartoon and over, what's the term for when it's just weird, drawn weird? I mean, everything he did was that way.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And a lot of these animals, they're not animals at all. He just made up
0: figments <laughs> of his imagination. <laughs> And you Chinese kids or Asian kids in America, you're in trouble anyway because you're thought to be too much like white people because you get good grades. <laughs>
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's a whole different deck of cards, isn't
0: it? Mm-hmm. Wow. Only because What's they such? come to wait, us. Well, yes. wait. what are yes. we going
2: to do when the woke discover Charles Lindbergh? Or have Ooh, they already? Oh, they have.
0: They have. And how are the woke going to convince me that you're okay with Barack Obama, who I am okay with, by the way, enjoying Dr. Seuss books and enjoying To Kill a Mockingbird and enjoying Mark Twain? How are you going to dismiss him, you frauds? My God! I just defended Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: I was going to let that. I was going to let
0: that simmer. <laughs> well, he, he's certainly worth defending in that case. Good Lord!
1: Will you let Kenny and I know how that podcast with Springsteen sounds? <laughs> I, I'd listen to an episode of that. What the hell? Okay.
0: They did it in Springsteen's music room in New Jersey. It was a oh. Cool room full of guitars and did stuff. Did you see the pictures? Isn't I was ruling. Oh, God. It was so cool. Well, I don't know if you know this, John, but Bruce has made a few bucks. What? Yeah, he's made a few bucks on some of these government albums. (laughs) Would that be fun? Bastard.
2: (laughs) Would that be fun, though, uh, John, just to have all the money to where nothing was out of your reach? You could literally buy any kind of.
4: Would that be. Yes. You'd be okay with that? I'd be fine with that. You mean you're talking about musical instruments? Yes. I'd. If I Such could get everything be, I wanted, wouldn't it
2: be kind of boring if you just could go out and buy <laughs> any ten million dollar Lambos that
0: you wanted? You know what I mean? I do know what you mean, and, but I can't identify. So I, <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm willing to risk it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, I the, I'm the only commoner here. I, <laughs> I can give you the answer to that, Kenny. It's interesting. Uh, people can buy whatever they want, but I do hold a grudge against. Uh, you know, the Kardashian level of human being who own McLarens. Uh, they have no idea what yeah. they own. They have no idea yeah. what they're driving. It drives me crazy. Uh,
2: Paris Hilton is guilty of Got a McLaren. Uh, yeah. But she does know what she owns, and she can turn a lap in anger, actually. I
4: hope so. I, uh, I have an issue with guys who are rich and buy guitars and hang them on the wall. That drives me crazy. Buy a 55 telly or something, and then put it on the wall, and it never gets played. I have an issue with that.
0: All right. All right. On this day in Minnesota history, all the Where'd way this from— this come from? Well, it, it came all the way from Marloth Park <laughs> and Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from our friend Tom Lyman. Uh, in 1949, on this day, Melrose native Captain James Gallagher of the U.S. Air Force completed the first nonstop flight around the world. With a crew of 13, he flew Lucky Lady 2, a B-50 bomber assigned to the 43rd Bomb Group, refueling four times while in the air and completing wow. the 23,452-mile trip in 94 hours and one minute. Melrose's own. Wow. Melrose's own. Wow. And it was on this day, John, up your way in, 18, in 1878... The city of Anoka was created. Huh. Settler colonists, had, and they were white, so they were evil, had arrived uh, first on the site in 1851, and then surveyed and mapped it in 1854. And they are to be held in suspicion for their colonial but and
2: imperialistic
0: they, behavior. And
1: here comes Kenny's they Anoka s- cheap shot in three. No, I'm not,
2: not going to bash Anoka. <laughs> I'm just uh, they made the right choice by settling on the river, as opposed to that inappropriate creek just a few miles away.
4: Far That's home. a creek. Yeah, it's, it's a, a crick. 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 Do you know? where I had to look it up, but uh, Anoka is a native Dakotan word. Okay. It means on both sides. Huh.
0: Does it mean oh. we stole your land from you to build our <laughs> Halloween capital of the world?
1: <laughs> and how can we can't get that whole 169 situation figured out that way, John? F- fix that already! Come on. Well, I'm not in charge up here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it I'd I, like to be. Nah, it's 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 all messed up. They got to fix that. The <laughs> two times a year I drive that stretch of road. <laughs> Uncle Hugo's science
0: fiction bookstore opened in this, on this day in 1974 in South Minneapolis. Yeah, I've never been in it. I don't read science fiction. One of the few genres I've never taken to. Never, have you ever? I mean, never. Had ever. any interest?
4: Never. Dune? I, so you I never don't read know Dune? Why. No, no. Uh, I read all those. Yeah.
1: Well, it shows, John.
4: Uh... <laughs> that's the sign, Rata Material.
1: No, that's yeah, the you...
0: sign that you're supposed to say, How about that, PodMan?
1: Hey, how about it? Uh, PodMan, download it on your smart device today. Also, please do us a favor and subscribe to Garage Logic on our YouTube channel. That's right, we're posting daily videos of all of the hilarity and insights in GL. So, you can also check out all of our social media channels. That are available at the website garagelogic.com. What what the hell? That is not funny.
2: That is not funny. That's the
0: sound of water melting. From Dan Kelly of Bulletin Board. Yeah. Turn the music down. Turn the music down.
2: No, no, that makes me I've got a no, Kenny's got an issue.
1: (laughs) We'll catch you tomorrow. It's that time of the program once again, GLers, where we check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And you should check in with him today for that free 48-minute financial consultation. And you can do so by calling 952-925-5608. When you call that number, you're going to get Josh, and you're always going to get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us right now. And Josh, you have a rant that you'd like to get off your chest today.
6: I've got this little little bit of a rant just ear me. I don't think it's affecting the stock market day. I think there's a little bit of profit-taking today. After a huge day yesterday, NASDAQ companies, including some of my favorites yesterday, such his Apple and Amazon, had a big day, as did many of the gaming stocks on the back of a very nice upgrade for DraftKings. DraftKings moved up to $105 a share. DraftKings, by the way, put out some very good earnings Beating top line, bottom line, seeing more paying customers, and having some very good guidance going forward. We're seeing a little bit of profit-taking in those areas today. Semiconductors also are down today despite some upgrades, particularly dealing with electric vehicles. And that expansion with the electric vehicles uh, coming definitely uh the need for twice as many in each car, and many of the semiconductor names are also involved in 5G. Companies such as NXP, On Semiconductor, and Cree are among those to look at. Target reported their numbers. Same-store sales are up 20% over the quarter. Digital sales are up twice as much. They're setting up some stores within a store, notably doing a store within a store with favorite Apple. Target still has plenty of upside potential. But my rant is not on what is going on in the market. My rant it has to do with some political news. Senator Elizabeth Warren, who couldn't get this idea to propel her to the presidency, is back again saying it's just two cents on every dollar, and the rich should feel that they can help out. For those of you who make or have wealth of over $50 million, you should share that wealth, just two cents on every, every dollar, and that would provide for more equality, that money that's raised from all the millionaires and billionaires can go to help and to pay for infrastructure. Jeff Bezos should be happy to pay 6 billion dollars every year. You should be happy with your wealth to pay $5 billion every year. And Bill Gates, now your wealth, you'd only have to pay $3 billion in tax going after those people who have succeeded and succeeded and created many, many thousands of jobs, created a product and service that people want and are willing to, to pay for,
3: rewarded.
6: Do these people pay tax? Yes, they they do pay tax. But once you get into, that wealth tax and say, well, it's just going to be on this group of people. Pretty soon it extends to other people. Back in the late 60s, I do believe it was 1968, Congress saw that there were about 700 high income generators that were not paying as much as they should and they said, well, we're going to go after them and create the alternative minimum tax. Well, that alternative minimum tax doesn't hit the high income earners. It now hits solidly down to the middle class for those people who happen to have some capital gains in any given year. And that alternative minimum tax, actually not a bad idea for a flat tax. Target was just a small group, and now it's a large group. Beware any politicians who starts talking about taxing a very small group, and it's done more on uh, jealousy on what they created. And guess what? Those people are entitled to their wealth. You are not, you Elizabeth Warren are not entitled for a share of it just because they made it.
1: And that's more sound advice you're going to get straight from the man himself. Do yourself a favor and get in touch with Josh today once again for that free 48-minute financial consultation and do so by calling 952-925-5608. That's 952 952- 925-5608. Straight talk, never sugar-coated advice. Josh, thank you once again for the time in the chat, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday.
2: Look forward to it. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.